You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Midday to you, Joey. Yes, midday, midday. And a happy 12.22pm to you, Patrick. Yeah, on a Friday, the 12th, or is it the 11th? Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> one sec. No, it's the twelfth. It's the twelfth. Yeah, it's the twelfth. Yeah, we're there. We're there. It's uh, we're just having a chat off air. Um, how fast life is, and how fun drinking from the fire hydrant of life is, as you said, Joey. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Just hook yourself up to the hose and uh, and start start drinking. Yeah, away you go. So it's been been a fun ride. <laughs> it sure has. Yeah. Um. And we're, and we're coming in, I suppose, to really dig into what that fire hydrant is and what the, the vessel on the other side um, versus AI this week to cut straight to the chase around what it means to be human in an AI world. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, we've been swimming around in lots of different thoughts this this week. We the progression of this wave and where everyone sits with it, but um, sitting back and looking at it, it feels like the humans are starting to 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 find a counter narrative to some degree um Definitely. yeah um yeah with with data and, and what it means to to feed the beast and then and then what it means to be a human in it all so i'm looking forward to getting into it yeah i mean it, there's so much that i guess it's following ai is following what a lot of curves have kind of but i think it's a little bit quicker and a little bit more defined this time in terms of what happens with these kind of these breakthrough technologies is that there's there's this push and pull between the pros and the cons but already what i can see that is very very different in this is really um you know you could say that the printing press you know, revolutionize the world, et cetera. But I think what's really, really different in this conversation already is exactly what you where you started, is that these things don't necessarily, AI might not enhance what it's actually um, to be human, right? It might not make it easier for us to communicate. It might make us harder for us to be able to understand one another and truly know what truth is, et cetera. So there, there does feel like there's a different, there's a different line than we've seen through a lot of our kind of ways that we communicate with one another is a way that we organize our world that goes through AI that is starting. That's the narrative that's starting to be built is that it's transformational, but I'm really intrigued that the, the badness of the transformation is it's intrinsic in, in this where I don't think you would have seen that necessarily with, um, the web when the web started right it was kind of it was novel it was interesting it felt like it was going to bring you and me together closer whereas ai there's like oh it's going to be able to do lots of things however um it could kill us right it feels like they're <laughs> they're put they're put together in the same sentence and you don't often see that at the start of something like this yeah it's it's almost turning into the web's very own weapon um it's the first gun off the shelf you can now purchase um which is an interesting space as you say very well around it's a different sort of trajectory and then the value prop that it's bringing to humanity is like a bit weird because it's, <laughs> it's like let's speed up but we yeah. have no guardrails yet you could fall off the bus but yeah it's, and it's probably going to take your job but it all sounds good <laughs> anyway who wants it um yeah and and coupled with yeah what's happening in the, in the market where employment's through the roof at least in australia um so it's like well we need to lose jobs if we need to cool the market 
but no one's really playing that but it's just an interesting space but yeah the value proposition that's going with it is a bit different to say when you were chatting then i was imagining like yeah like you said bringing people closer together we had social media that's obviously had its goods and bads but it was originally premised and sold very well to bringing us all together and obviously we've seen some of the bads that have come off that and that has sort of set us on the algorithm train where we're getting spoon-fed um machine-led content uh that's how we consume our our truth now which is an interesting one so it's coming down to cost what the cost of speed is um at a human level and what that means yeah. sitting back at like i suppose stripping a really bare was what i found interesting thinking about what humanity stands to lose or what the cost is what makes humans so interesting is like ability to choose um that process of like trust is massive trust is like a bit of a i don't know i was trying to describe it throughout this week what trust is and it's a, a combination of a free fall and you're going to have wings to trust yourself or a free fall and you're going to be yep. caught trusting yep. others yep. and and it feels like that is uniquely human you know in a beautiful way that will play into ai here and then the ability for humanity to form community and cohesion is a really powerful thing that yep. is quite uniquely human the way that we operate that um and ai once again will play in there but that is a very human strength um and can be negative can be positive and then the fallibility of humans is a beautiful frustrating um paradigm yeah and like i mean they're all they're all really really great thoughts and kind of muses on i think what it is to be human right is to kind of like you know true humanity is to is to trust in someone else is to put their needs ahead of yours which is kind of one of the basis of community or at least be um see them as equivalent to to yours and then kind of being able to see your own um behavior in the context of kind of you know learning or a mistake or kind of you know something that was great etc so and that all links back you know at a at a simple chemical level right to kind of like dopamine structures and how we create rewards to be to be human in essence that we're a chemical machine that you know has our dopamine that we receive versus you know that uh i guess a less evolved um animal in our world would they still receive dopamine um but it's in a different context we have a wider scope for how we might get that so like doing an act of social good tends to come it tends to be linked intrinsically with a hit of dopamine you know helping um you know mrs old mrs johnson across the street leaves you feeling good about yourself right it's not just that others saw you it's actually that it's at a chemical level you feel good about it right it's kind of it's it's released to you and that's you know the base the other basis of um humanity is that we get addicted to things very very easily because our dopamine will reset itself towards whatever whatever that is so you know a lot of the the theory of like pavlov's dog is that the counter argument to that i always loved in kind of psych was actually well no it's actually the dog that trained pavlov right so it's actually that the dog trained pavlov to kind of give it treats to kind of therefore ring its bell and kind of you know that it would salivate to basically you know kind of keep control of this person because pavlov started to look at kind of this as a reward system for um his own growth mm -hmm. as, a, as a clinician a professional etc so there's another way to argue it and that's what I find interesting about where AI has already gone in, in our cultural conversation around it is that if you think about it through what you just said, like it could actually attack 
the way that we trust one another quite easily. So, you know, we can see each other right now. We're having a chat, but what if, you know, your caravan is not real, my office is not real, but yet we're having this exact conversation. Like what happens, right? What happens in that where are the, the basis in which we trust one another is so subtle, you know, in terms of like body language, the way that we approach one another, the, the things that are unsaid, but said, um, but AI in a lot of ways actually understands that better than we do. And I think that's what's to me is fascinating about to be human is also to feel like we're in control somehow of these things. Like somehow we have agency and somehow we can figure out that that person's trustworthy. Whereas in an AI world, it's gonna know what I think trust is in some ways and it's gonna play it back to me, which it makes it very hard to get to any sense of commonality, truth, et cetera. So, I think there's light and shade already in in that in that just that simple thing. So does it I think it attacks as well as might enhance the way that we're human. And that's I think already in the narrative, which is unusual for technology, because technology tends to be about we've mastered something amazing. I'm not sure we'd feel that way about these these language models at least. No, the narrative is we've unleashed the beast and we have not. It's a Frankenstein story. Yeah. But it's very, it's very, it is common, like the Frankenstein stories there that's always been in our, our story, our myth, our fear. It's a fear-based narrative at the moment, which looks on paper valid. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. It does. It's not like you'd love to say that's an irrational thing, but it's a good thing to be, to be genuinely thinking about. And I think the cost is like, losing the ability to make these decisions and you're getting into the real nuances of that like how that cost has slowly been taken away like that ability to make decisions where because we live in a data dominated world where you did a good conversation on this uh recently with a fellow when you're on uk travels where it's like you're talking about a a time when you could have read your gut and take your gut forward and be like this is this is what I think is the idea based on lived experience, based on expertise, based on study, based on this, but like this is the read that I see and this is where I think something should happen for X. Like this is how essentially you should develop a positioning or a point of view or X, Y, Z. Whereas now we live in a world and, and you both admitted this where you have to back it up with data. So you yeah. play that out with an AI world and it's like, oh, yeah, if you've got a little bit of self-doubt and then you go hit AI up for an answer, you're straight away going to go, you're backed up with AI. Like there's a human, a humanness that we're giving that agency over, which is the true danger. I think when sitting back, I'm like, I think that is a massive, a massive danger that sits there is around our ability to discern, our ability to be wrong. I think being wrong, like there's a lot of studies around failure and being wrong is the biggest lessons. Yeah. Um, we rob ourselves the privilege of being wrong and rob ourselves the privilege of learning the hard lessons because we've got a, a crutch, if you will, that goes, hey, just ask me the question and I'll answer it. And then you've got those pieces that you were talking about where AI can really have the ability to get to know you better than this, you know yourself, which is... Exactly. Is and, and, to what, and to what end? Because that's the other thing I've been really thinking about is like, it's also human, like as you're pointing out, like we, we believe we have free will. Right. So most humans, they would believe that they're in control of their own actions, which is partly true. It's certainly not fully true. But 
I think the other part of AI that's embedded in it is this sense of like actually losing agency and that we're going to end up not just, I think most people would say that they're subservient to something in terms of that, that might be country for, for some people. So, you know, like if you took a more, um, I guess kind of di dictatorship style of approach or like a single party kind of style of stuff, you know, like China leads on, surveilling its population right across all facets of it but i wouldn't think that you're um a single um person from china would think that they don't have free choice right i i wouldn't think those two things are related for them right and equally here in australia we believe we you know we're free from surveillance but yet we're not i mean everywhere you go traffic cameras etc la 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 i mean you're constantly under surveillance right but what we don't <laughs> We don't think anyone's watching and making decisions based on that. Whereas I think the the thing that you know AI is interestingly problematic is that I think that sense of our own free will is partly challenged by this, right? In terms of that there is something that is more knowing, there is something that watches us, there is something that, you know, like our digital twin and is the better sibling. Like there's there's a lot of weirdness. There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel subservient to us. That's the thing I think that, um, you know, when you read through a lot of the subtext of everyone from kind of um, Harari kind of writing about this to kind of individual um, commentaries, I say, you know, the Naomi Klein, you know, I mean, she's a pessimist about everything, but her kind of her viewpoint, I think is, they're all trying to express this similarity about that this is not, it's not just a technology that we're, we're giving birth to here. It's actually something different it's something that perhaps we don't fully understand its consequences of whereas i think you know when you look back at the world wide web and kind of when tim berners lee was thinking about that you can still read his paper that he wrote about actually putting together the protocol and clearly see where this landed right he knew where this would go in terms of kind of this we would unite the world before we'd start to wall it up again that's exactly what's happened right whereas now i think with this you look at it you're like oh, oh don't not sure not sure it feels you know it does feel a bit skynet right it feels a bit terminator it feels a bit watchy it feels a bit a little bit too dystopian sci-fi you know the way that it actually had and the other point is that it's the tool itself isn't that good right? it's, it, it's the it's the best of us but it's bloody average what it gives you back right that's yeah. Now. It's, it's it's true like yeah so this is all very true and it's i still would push back a little bit and say that i think the world wide web yeah someone said a stat he made it and said this is what's happened there's obviously a lot of other things that have happened on the top of that that are yeah. very different but yeah it's sort of just brought life that was yeah. and brought it online and it sort of was a revolution and sort of became an, an amalgamation of what was offline before a hundred percent, but it has done something. It's kind of connected, like humans. Yeah. What I'm trying to say, I guess, is that there's lots of bad stuff that has come from it, but the the trajectory of it was actually that I think really most cool. people would say to you that they they're connect more connected now. They can see the world for what it is. They kind of you know they can kind of work through stuff. That's not always true, of course, but they do feel like they have more information at their fingertips, which was kind of the, the original thinking of it. I think as well, but you. you without getting too much into it, it's like the cost is still there there was a study that came out was like what would you prefer to live without your partner or your phone and a crazy amount of people said 
they'd prefer to live without their partner than their phone. So like the cost that's come because they're logical. Yeah. Yeah. So the cost that's come with those interactions and the way that we interact with technology is an interesting thing that the internet has brought and prelude, like we spoke about last, you know, last combo. Um, but to pull it all around, like what does it mean then to live in that? It does it mean to become subservient? Like what does it mean to be human in an AI world, which was the premise of this conversation? And, oh, yeah. And, and looking at that, I have I don't know. I have, definitely don't have the answers, but it's worth yeah. worth exploring. I, well, I mean, I I certainly have like some reservations. I do worry that um, it's probably something that like to be human is it also to be able to make choices, right? So those choices, you know, are often emotional things that are kind of rationalized. And I think a lot of the um, you know certainly in communication work, really what you're trying to do is take an emotional response and rationalize it for people and give them rational reasons why it's not that bad right so you know you're trying to give them kind of rational ways to overcome something that's quite emotional but if you tap into your emotional instinct around kind of these these tools i think in a from a i mean i have two emotional responses myself one is i can clearly see that it's going to be better at pattern recognition and kind of all that sort of stuff the automation of our world that this could drive i think is quite profound and would be incredible for for humanity um you know and i had a dear friend of um mine who we've interviewed before here um glenn kind of you know uh, make this comment back to me because he's been listening to our episodes on this which is great um and he was you know he's saying to me that kind of it's it's almost like a war right which i think is an interesting analogy is that you know there's huge breakthroughs that come but it's the generations that live it that actually pay the cost for the future generations um and i agree with that but it, there's the thing that's still in that though is that i don't think that's the conversation that we're actually having is that the the cost that is actually going to come through this in culture forget the automation piece because i i yeah. totally get that is it better for a truck to drive itself across america than someone doing that for 34 hours of their life losing their health slowly their mental acuity etc as they do it absolutely it is better right because a machine would be able to get that truck to that place in a i think in a much safer better way once it's all kind of all automated but is it therefore what does that person actually do and is their whole culture then wrapped up in a kind of you know they can't even know what truth is anymore or have a sense of that they have the ability to discern what is the truth highly problematic right that's i mean that frightens the shit out of me you know in terms of what could happen when you don't even know what what is real but one of those worlds feels good right in terms of kind of you know really the dignity of humanity which is ultimately what i believe we have to keep focusing on is that does this actually enhance humanity or doesn't it the other one feels like every dystopian horrific sci-fi movie i've ever seen and you know i think you know you've you've made this point before which i think is the right one is that the worry is that our world's kind of heading in that way either anyway sorry not either but anyway so what is this is this going to push it more towards a more benign automated kumbaya kind of style of world or is it just going to do even more damage than what's already been done through kind of how technology not the technology but how the technology is implemented to to serve certain interests more than others yeah you're painting a, a picture it's nice to hear glenn joining the combo and, and hearing brought in there and it's true it feels like something's going on and that's a poignant point that 
And I think it's so true with this moment in technology right now is like the decisions that are making, it's always is true. So it's very, yeah, profound way to say it is the decisions now are going to have implications further on. And especially our generation of millennials say, you know, look what, um, look what they left us, like just clean up all the problems of the world. But it's like, what are we leaving our kids? And yeah. it's, it's, it's huge what the legacy that's going to be there. And if we don't get it right, it's, uh, it's going to be hard. And is there a right is another question. And we're in a post-truth world. So when you were talking and summarising the state of play very well, bleakly, yeah. aptly, it's true. We're here. Um, hello. There's some lovely things going on and there's some horrible stuff. That's why I really wanted to push in on like, what does it mean to be human in here? Because it feels like a point where technology has changed so much. Our understanding of the way that humanity culture is, is um, made, yeah. consumed, distributed, yeah. and for what purpose and means. Because slowly religion's still there, but it's changed. It used to be a big one of how information was disseminated. So we've changed the way that modern day society consumes content and why they do it and then like what does that mean for a cultural factory and then it feels well what i'm trying to say is it feels like our norms are being burnt down and corroded and it's like yeah. it's time for people to have a bit of a a crack at being able to redefine some of these things at a at a sort of community level and then up to state level up to different levels like and i think people are doing that but um it feels like a moment in time that does call for that and the scary thing is the consequences when you do that are, are profound as well because there's such big calls. So true. And, you know, it comes, I, I think it, it really comes down to kind of like, is this like, what is ultimately technology? Because like what you're actually talking about would be like AI is the equivalent, like in kind of in a, in a more religious world about actually discovering that Jesus actually was real, right? And that God does exist, right? So it's, you know, like however you view religion, it's, it's a concept it's a belief system but it's not real it's not proven right and it's not actually real but because it's not real you have agency around how you actually follow the doctrine right so they those shall not kill unless someone drops in on you in a beautiful way right that's a qualification that you can put on yourself well, right? yeah yeah like i i would kill them if they took that away, right in, in some format but it's that's a choice that i've made that choice so i can believe in um i'm not saying i do but i can believe in the doctrine but make yeah. a different decision and that's that's always been i think what it is to be human whereas oh, AI, maybe not going to allow for that right maybe it's not going to allow for that where those decisions are kind of the parameters and that choice i think is becomes narrower and narrower because you don't even know what truth is or what realness is and it is a uh, you know i think naomi klein spoke about it as well as kind of um the economist you know kind of the the opinion piece that harari did i you know talk about it like these mirrored worlds where you don't know where is up or where is down right in terms of kind of what's real what isn't right and but that's about loss of agency yeah for sure but this is where i think there's a real wild moment to redefine what agency is because Correct. yeah when have we known what truth is like in all honesty there's we've all signed up to a narrative an idea rupert owned x amount of media everyone just believed rupert's story and it was there was cohesion there was those that had those that haven't now it's like there's spinning messes of truth ideas of truth my truth your truth and it's sort of that's where that crumbling is it's like what is that and what is it for you what does that mean 
we've yeah. never had that moment so profound right now where it's like whether we have the capacity to find that and the ability to be cohesive i don't know but, but it's, I, it's yeah it's no, i know but this is i i see it a bit um like just just building building that out because i see it the same but slightly different yeah. right because like, i still think we have um we still have choice right i can, can i can look at I can discern, right? So I can look at, you know, as I often do. I mean, I'm the classic, you know, the um, when I lived in England, I used to read like the Sunday Mirror, which is, you know, for fo football, the FT, so I could stay across business stuff and the Guardian, so I didn't become like some wanker who didn't know, have any empathy left for the world. But those, but those human. Yeah, but those, but those three, those three things are kind of like I was able to discern and read from those and make decisions around around that. Whereas, I think now the kind of you know we're trying to get to singular truths rather than actually focusing on I think what it is to be human, which is to be able to actually make those decisions for yourself and kind of guide that. And my true worry for AI is that it actually, it's almost like it could take agency, right? And if it becomes you know, at some level, it becomes sentient and it becomes the central part of our of our society. It it's therefore God, right? So, and that's and then because God, you are subservient to God because it knows, right? And that's where, like, I think it gets really problematic for humans because I think we'll all go crazy. Right, I think if there is a argument you know, that we are already crazy, yeah. <laughs> but that's your point. That's why I agree with you. Like the the stretch and the stress on humanity through adopting these tools already, the pace that we actually have to work at, and kind of all those things, we're barely keeping up. Right, we're barely keeping up. Right, so I mean, you look, you talk to most people. Like I always do the traffic light test. You know, when I'm driving and stuff, and you know, you stop at a set of traffic lights, and I always look around to see. How are people engaging? Are they with someone? Most people these days not with anyone. And then you, what you now see is like most people are just like they look like they've been punched left, right, and center, just absolutely bedraggled, kind of dragging themselves home, right? And I think that's that's a problem, right? That's a that's a real problem because we can barely keep up with the world in which we already are in, and we've got huge complex problems to solve. And this feels like it's a it's another one on top of it in some aspects, but in other aspects, I understand if we can automate things and help us see patterns we don't see, really good. But there's. There <laughs> I feel like that monologue really yeah. described uh, where everyone is right now. It's uh, <laughs> mad opportunity and absolute madness. Yeah. 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 And it's true. Like, yeah, there is a lot of real talk around. Yeah god god coming to earth through ai and what that means we're pretty primed to um hand over the reins of agency and say that's that's because it's easy uh it's uh it's the trust thing it's weird it's like how far do you want to trust uh how far do you want to trust technology it's pretty wild but like where you look at how that was born yeah fascinating conversation so it's like whether we're gonna and it's happening in real time across so many different people's understanding of what it is i think this is a moment that we haven't had to try and define like it's such a it's phenomenal what we're sort of confronting in our own minds in our own understandings like yeah. and it, it's i i think that's the thing like it does this you know like the last last point on it like and we might have to carry this into upcoming kind of um, pods but it's the like don't you think pat that the other part of this is that it actually goes beyond our ability to comprehend right so this is like 
when you talk like when you like some of the AI experts who actually talk about this, it is doing things that they don't and never thought it would do. Right. So and they're like the leading experts in these things. And the model is spitting out stuff they never thought was possible. Right. It's plausible, um, but they never thought it was possible. So it's that's the other thing is like our comprehension and our ability to see the world like this is it's like, um you know, like dogs. Right. Dogs, dogs can't see for shit right they can't they can barely see but man they can smell right so they can basically like their sense of smell and kind of how how they experience the world is through that we can't we can't smell at their level but we can see better than them but this i do think is like it's like a it's like a version of that but in technology like what does this thing see that we don't right and that's that's the worry like where like like that's where you get into like the terminator stories and kind of all this sort of stuff is that it woke up Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. And that's where I get a little bit like, Ooh, I don't like that. I don't like that one little bit. Right. Because we're no longer alpha animal on this planet where it's like the alien thing. Right. It's very similar. Aliens come and take us over. Right. It's a it's a it's very human. Right. Because it's very possible. Right. It's that we can't comprehend what to do with this thing. Yeah, and we've unleashed it, and and it's the Frankenstein story all over. It's, uh, but obviously, it's it's got means to <laughs> be all in our lives. It's insane. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 an absolute mind game going through it, and, and on top of everything else that's coming. Um, but yeah, I still stand by. It's 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 a great time to really find what the hell's going on. We're never going to have this opportunity again, and to. Mm. To our listeners' point of view, like we're never going to have like the decisions that are made now around how to operate. This is going to be felt for generations and generations, and we can't undo what we've done. But yeah, we're sitting in a in a in a hot pot right now, and I, we don't really know what the main dish is. We're starting to look around, and we're wondering if it's us. And we have been the product for a while, so so I'm so glad you said that, like because I think that's the that's the true thing. Like I think yeah, we're the we're the stew. Right. So we're the meat and the stew in, in all of this potentially. And it does, it feels more that way than it doesn't. So, you know, because there's no, there's no pronouncement from, you know, like government or the United Nations going that you can never create a sentient technology. Right. No one's, no one's saying that no one, no one is kind of standing up in any position of any form of authority and going, no. Right. I mean, the Italians, you know, I mean, they're kind of going on no AI, but I mean, really what they mean is, you know, taking a few things offline that it can't learn from, but it doesn't feel like anyone's kind of grasped that and gone, no, no sentientness. Right. And I think that if that started to be, and it's interesting because I think that it's still subservient to us. Well, someone said it's like very similar to nuclear bomb because like it was a necessary evil. It's like, well, you can't stop it. And that's the weird thing. If it's there, it's there and it's going to happen. So it's like, how do we wrap up? So let's take worst case or like worst case, it does want to stew us and eat us and eat everything here and uh, take the marrow. Like, what, what do you do? Like someone's going to try and do the, the atom bomb. We confronted that. Like now this is something completely different and it's, <laughs> yeah it's, it's to wrap our heads around it feels like a very atom bomb moment because i'm sure people who lived through that era were like going through a very similar thing but very differently it was more human error like some yeah. tweet could just press the red button and we could all go whereas now it's like some sentient ai programmed by the wrong group of people 
could but it, but it might take that right it might just as it took you know the u.s dropping two bombs on hiroshima and nagasaki for the world to go oh my god right this stuff if left in the wrong hands could could do that we might have to have something like that so that people are like no but it's you know like i think most people like it's a curiosity right but it's it's powerful in terms of animals aren't we we're like weird moths moths still flame when it comes to technology pats to a campfire right i mean you're you're in amongst it hands in blah, blah blah and i'm like what are you doing man but it's the it's the attraction of it you know what i mean like there's something about it that is that's what when i was writing notes i think that's what makes us human is to push into the unknown push into the dark and try and figure out what the hell's going on and that's just humanity because you can't help it it's to the detriment and to the attribute of what we are and here we go again into ai into what the hell have we just created uh, a new life force here on earth but always a pleasure chatting with you joey and uh, getting the hot takes and feeling like i'm in a hot pot with you and let's go let's go yeah no till next time for sure <laughs> and any comments from anyone else who wants to add to the convo always welcome very sure all right yeah. Thank you for listening to BAU Business As Unusual. Subscribe and learn more at baupod.co. That's baupod.co.